Welcome back to Shrinking It Down, Mental Health Made Simple. I'm Gene Bureson. And I'm Steve Schlossman. And we have a very interesting topic to, for you today that has nothing to do with simple things. No, it has to do with a lot of complicated things. And it has to do with, like, how I feel about myself. I, uh, what? <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, wait, I didn't see that coming. So, <laughs> no, how, I feel like, no, a, teen, no, no, I feel no, like no. a teenager. Who's the, I'm asking the okay, question okay. right now. How do you feel, Gene? I feel, you know something? I don't feel my chronological age. Don't. I don't, I, I feel like I felt when I was like, you know, um, you know, you know, right out of high school, college. And how did you feel right out of high school? I, you know, kind of like, you know, um, young, free, liberated. Drunk. No. <laughs> no, nah, we won't go there. But no, I mean, so today I want to talk about, I think we, what we want to talk about is adolescence and whether or not in this day and age it should be delayed. Like why, why is it 18? Why is it that 18, you all of a sudden, you are, you're an adult? No, my adolescence uh, is over, you're grown up. Just be clear, am I talking to the 18 year old gene now or am I talking to the, you know, slightly over you, 60 got, Well, you're gene. a shrink, you, you, can, you, can, yeah. <laughs> you can figure it out. Okay, okay. <laughs> that seemed like a very older person question. So look, adolescence, it's, age 18, is, it's a cultural construct, and it's shifted over time. That's actually important to remember. So, so during times of economic deprivation, like the Great Depression, we decided, we as a culture decided, that adolescence extended beyond 18 because we didn't want them taking the work from the dads who needed to work. And you can see that actually across the world. Okay. So there are these economic determinants that actually shift even within cultures. But for now, in this country, despite neurobiologic evidence to the contrary, 18 is when you can vote. Right. 18 is when you can fight for your country. And die. And die for your country. Right. And 18 is, used to be the drinking age in a lot of places, although that's shifting around. Yeah, and, the, and, and, and oftentimes it's the age when you could leave home. Yeah. Uh, or we're expected to And make home. decisions and make certain decisions for yourself. But we back up. It's not that you can leave home because I, obviously you can leave home at any, any age. time. Yeah. It's the age at which the culture expects you to start contemplating okay. leaving home. So we call 18 the end of adolescence, but yet adolescence really, I mean, neurobiologically, and this will turn this over to you because you're the expert in this, but the brain doesn't really fully develop. If we're looking at brain structure, Adolescence shouldn't be over until, what, 25 or 26? Yeah, roughly. I mean, so obviously there's going to be variation there between, you know, one person to the other. But late 20s is when you can see all of these brain changes that are happening at the, on this very steep, very steep slope start to level off. That's why the difference between, say, a 24-year-old and a 27-year-old is pretty marked compared to the difference between a 46-year-old and a 49-year-old. Yep. They're, they're pretty similar. So... What we know, which we didn't know as recently as, say, 25 years ago, is that the brain is still having pretty massive changes during these late stages of what we now consider to be adolescence, but what most folks would still talk about as young adulthood. 14 to 26. And so uh, in those years, um, the emotional centers in the, the emotional parts of the brain are not connected, you know, through their neurons, they're not myelinated. They're connected well, well, to, the, to, so, to the higher centers. Yeah, so it's like... But, the, but myelinization or the insulation has not been fully formed. Yeah, yeah. Think, think, think of your brain as, as a bunch of wires, and they have to efficiently 
talk, one neuron has to talk to another neuron across these wires, which we call axons and dendrites. And the way we insulate that wire is the same way that a wire gets insulated in your house. We put insulating material around it. In your brain, it's this protein called myelin. The brain insulates from the bottom up. So the most primitive parts of the brain, which you're calling the emotional parts, right. they're, they're down low. That's the amygdala and, and the limbic apparatus, these regions that are all you see in lower animals, like, like crocodiles, and then as you move your way up the evolutionary ladder, you start to see layers going up on the brain. The frontal cortex, the thing that allows you and me to have this conversation to, with the nuance that I hope think, we're bringing. To think, to reason, right. to integrate. That's the last area to communicate efficiently, to be well myelinated to that lower brain. So the lower brain screams, the upper brain wants to get in on the conversation, but it can't. It can't shut it down. Right. So, so that's why adolescents are often driven by impulse and pleasure and in the moment, rather than by stepping back and saying, well, wait a second, what are the consequences of like, you know, yeah. what I'm about yeah. to do? Yeah, yeah, so 18-year-old Gene, I dare you to drink 78 shots of tequila. And oh, sure, maybe I'll do that. Over 60-year-old Gene, I would rather go home and watch Lost on an old rerun, right? Yeah. That's the difference. Right. That's right. because the brain fires and there's something key in that moment. You were dared by somebody else. Right. right. So it's not just that the lower regions of the brain in adolescence get fired up more easily. They get fired up more easily in social situations. So, peer, so that's why peer, peer support, peer conflict, peer influence, peer pressure is so big in adolescence. Right. And actually, this is a really important point. Oftentimes, when teenagers do really dumb things, it's not the result, mistakenly, people think it's the result of peer pressure. It's usually the result of them being on their own. What we found is that if you have one guy about to do something really dumb, if his buddies are with him, they can slow him down. They can say, hey, no, no, dude, you don't need to do this. And by slowing him down and talking softly, his frontal lobe can get in on the picture in a way that it couldn't well, it before. Reminds, it reminds me of The Breakfast Club because, you know, when the geek and the jock and the princess and the delinquent and the basket case were all together and they were all in different groups, but they were all in detention the same time and even though they were disconnected, they all could slow each other down and they actually could kind of like really reflect on things together. But independently, they were all like, you know, in their own little silos. Right, right. So, so what we can see then, Breakfast Club and any other coming of age movie is, is worth thinking about for this. What we can see now is a problem because legally we've defined adulthood as starting at 18. But every ounce of science we have, both from the neurobiological literature as well as the social science literature, suggests that the behavior of the adolescent persists well beyond 18, even into those early years when you've got your first job. When, when I was an intern, on, you know. So this raises another question, and that is, is that a lot of stuff is being delayed now. So marriage is often delayed, and education is delayed, and you know, we're pushing things back. And that's probably a good thing, because the more we kind of like do the important decisions in life later, the more capable we are of kind of making reasoned, logical, better decisions than we are if we kind of decide younger. Right, and, and just so we think this through, there's a reason, there's an epi, or not an epi, an evolutionary reason for us to be more impulsive when we're younger. It, being more impulsive makes it easier for you to separate from the pack and do your own thing, yeah. right? So, so these are not like flaws in your brain. I think we, we tend to think of it that way. This is something that our brains do in order to help us to break away from our So caregivers. one of the things you're also pointing out that has to do with adolescence is that is this, this dynamic between individuality and autonomy and being a separate 
person right. and being connected and a part of a group. Yep. So there's that dynamic. So we have to be able to stand on our own two feet, as it were, and at the same time be connected and do that. And it's like, you know, a tough, a tough thing to do because you're like walking and chewing gum at the same time. Right, and it's also the thing that I think is increasingly bugging, um, like we hear this, we hear this as training directors, we hear this from employers, it's bugging them when they've got, say, a 25, 26-year-old working for them, and they say, he's just like a kid, I don't know what's going on. We'll say, well, because they are a kid. Right. Right? Their brain is working like a kid's brain. So, so do we want to advocate for young adults to have greater supervision, greater mentorship, greater time, greater space. I mean, right now, we're pushing, 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 pushing for everything to go faster, even though marriage is coming later, education is coming later. Okay, but, but, but social forces are really saying, no, 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 you gotta get your job now, you gotta get out now, you gotta do these things now. You know, so what's, what's the solution? How do we, how do we, yeah. how do we help society you know, uh, raise our kids and young adults to kind of be more responsible and more and, and, and you know more mature when they're making these decisions, when they're getting their first jobs, when they're getting out into the world. Yeah, the reason I'm I'm just kind of staring off now is that it's 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 clearly not easy, or we would have done it by now, right? right? So there's I think there's maybe two or three reasons it's not working, and maybe we can help uh, you know viewers to understand this and then give them advice for what they can do with their yeah. own kids. One is that it shifts culturally. Right, so if there's another time of economic deprivation, we may actually see the conceptualization of adolescence okay. in Chepwards, there's that. Yeah. The second is that the science always, always, always comes before the legal um, content, okay. right? So we're gonna keep trying folks as, as adults at 18, even though we know their brains aren't 18 years old. So we can help by advocating. We try 14 and 15 year olds as adults, it, it, even it, though exactly. they're, they're kids. No, no, so, so we, can, we can advocate okay. for that change to happen. But then for the parents out there, just because your kid is old enough to go register for the draft at 18, or to vote, or to go to war, or to buy cigarettes for that matter, just because they're old enough to do all these things, doesn't mean they're gonna behave like an adult all the time. Don't get angry at them for that. If you scream, if you say, I can't believe you're doing this, that's your amygdala talking, they'll answer with their amygdala. They'll say, I don't right. care about you, I can't believe I live with you, and then you got two amygdalas, two crocodiles talking to each other. Right. Doesn't help. So, and, and, lower your voice. And actually, the young adults are still looking towards the parents and towards their mentors and towards their, you know, older respected folks for advice and for for help. But so let me ask you this: If you said to your young adult son, "Are you looking towards me for advice and help?" No, no way. So they're not going to acknowledge it. No, no way. No, no. In fact, that's the last thing we should ask them. But should... when but when push comes to shove and and stress or bad things happen, who gets the call? So we set the example. We tell them they've got some get out of jail free cards, right? Yep. So that we can be there to rescue that primitive brain. Right. And we keep our voices down. And we just remain available. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, now it's time for us to have monumental, monumental mental, mental health, health myths. Yeah. And so <laughs> here's one for you, sent in by one of our viewers. Adolescence is, quote, just a phase, it, and, and I think this refers to um, just a phase, m meaning like, oh yeah, he's getting in all sorts of trouble. He came came home drunk five nights in a row. He's raising all sorts of hell, but it's just a phase. Don't, don't you don't have to intervene because everything's going to be fine. Okay, why is that? A well, phase? it's it's it is a phase in life, but it's it's um, 
as we've defined it, it's, it's not just a phase. I mean, it is a time during, we have to be thinking more con, as a continuum. Well, yeah, the problem is with the adverb just, right? Like, like, it's not, to what extent is it a phase? It's not barely a phase. It's a phase with significant consequences. Right. Where the rest of your life can be determined by certain decisions or actions that you make. Right. So, for example, you know, whether you're making a decision about relationships or about job or about, uh, you know, about, you know, what you're going to be doing with yourself or how you're going to be spending your money or, you know, how you're going to be devoting your time. Um, and, and when you screw up, we have to see it as, as a complex situation that requires stepping back and reflecting. And it's not just a blip on the radar screen that should be handled in isolation. And more importantly, I think as a parent, you should know your kid and know and have some sense about why the kid messed up if, if we're dealing with with with, and with, with whatever a, a you do you don't say I'm not I'm going to do nothing about it no you that's have, not the same thing as like bringing down the hammer but no. be thoughtful about it that's what we mean that you never say ah it's just something he's going through because all teenagers go through that right think about what's going on in their and life and as much time. as as much as the kid may resist parental involvement they're they want it yeah. and they need it yeah Yep. You got to take our and, word for it. They tell us that in, our, in the office. And they'll thank oh, you yeah. that later. Yep. And they'll thank you for it later. Okay. And here's one for you. That's upside down. All right. The term adolescent means the same thing across cultures. No, that's not true at all. I mean, a lot of people think that because they are defining adolescent within By their age. culture. Well, it's just within the culture they live in, right? Yeah. So there are our culture, like North American Western culture and largely Western European culture says 18 is the age or 19, 20, 21. That's the time when you're supposed to break away from the home and, and sort of go out on yeah. your own. There are other cultures, Asian cultures, where that's the age where you're supposed to come back and give back to your elders. That's the expected normal response. So what we would consider kind of off the beaten track in one culture is exactly on the correct track in the other culture. So they're culturally it's, there's cultural relativity here. Yeah, absolutely, as there is for everything that culture has going with it. These are all cultural constructs, which is, which is not the same thing as saying they're not true. You just have to remember that they're true in the culture you live in. And then the issue is we're becoming a multicultural society. Right. So it'll vary among cultures yep. as well. Well, thanks a lot for watching. And um, if you have any comments or questions or um, teenage stuff that you want to kind of like present to us, um, feel free to, to chime in. I'm Gene Bresson. And I'm Steve Schlossman. Thanks.